Before we jump in, a quick note on our content. Florida Man Murders is made for adult audiences only. It's mostly a comedy podcast, but we get into some heinous stuff over here. This is a podcast about, well, murders. We cover serial killers and oftentimes describe their methods of slaying. Some of these assholes raped their victims. And in such cases, we refrain from going into detail and either say the victim was raped or the victim was sexually assaulted. Either way, though, we understand this could be a trigger for some, so we just wanted to give you all a heads up. Anyway, thanks for listening. And now, on with the show. Every once in a while, when we've had podcast recording, uh, Siege will wave to somebody on camera, and it's like, who, who else is in the room, man? Like, are you in a crowd or something? Like, you see a boy of yours that just walked, like... <laughs> Listen, man, it's just, just people the, fucking follow me, and a lot of time it's ghosts. They all right? peek in, and you're like, yo, what's up, man? Just give me like another 30 minutes. I'll be back. I'll see you out there. There are ghosts everywhere, and they're always stopping by. <laughs> yeah, they're ghosts. <laughs> You're listening to The Florida Man Murders, a true crime comedy podcast about murder, madness, mayhem, and other shady shit that goes down in the Sunshine State. Each week, your hosts, Chris, Roger, and Siege, take you on a dark, twisted journey through the bowels of the most wretched fiends and nefarious events throughout the history of Florida and then make inane, quote-unquote, funny observations about it all, like the half-soused nitwits that they are. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the crazy, if you dare. Has it been a weird week for everybody else? Yeah, it's been a weird-ass week. It's been a weird week for us. Mercury, at, or well, every fucking planet must be in complete retrograde from yeah. directly from my house. I don't, I don't even know. Like all, all the planets throughout the solar system. All of the planets, all of the universes, universes yeah. like they're all retrograde. Every fucking dimension, like all of it, all of it can go fuck off. Yeah. Mm. Hi everybody! Welcome back. On that note, on that note, on that note, welcome to Florida Man Murders Podcasts. <laughs> Fuck you! All right, what 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 shit have we got this week? Oh, give us more shitheads. Give us something to bitch about. Yeah, give us give us somebody worse off than we are. Yeah. Uh, well, last few episodes, like after Danny Rolling, we kind of took a little detour, did some. Lighter fare, although not too oh, light, God. but it is a, it is a murder. <laughs> and Chris, perfect night. Thanks. To get, to Thanks, buddy. The, so, the glad. so glad. <laughs> so we're back. Thanks a lot. Ugh. We're coming back and doing another fucking. Uh, we're back to the serial killer mode. Cool. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good time to do it. Given everyone's week, this week we're doing the killer carnival worker. Oh, nice. I mean. <laughs> that's not very surprising. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't they all? <laughs> that's. I think that yeah. was like a prerequisite to get a job at a carnival. And away we go. Dateline, Tampa, Florida, nineteen eighty-six through nineteen ninety. 
Oscar Ray Bolin was born on January 22nd, 1962 in Portland, Indiana. Fuck Indiana. Portland, Indiana. And fuck Portland. Uh, Bolin, however, grew up in Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Yeah, fuck Ohio, especially. <laughs> Angry Siege has joined the chat. <laughs> um, Bolin came from a large family of carnival workers. Uh, and they worked throughout Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Florida. So it's a family kind of business. It's a family business. Both his parents were physically and mentally abusive. His father would often beat him severely whenever Oscar would misbehave. One time, when little Oscar acted up, his mother told him that if he wanted to act like an animal, she would treat him like one. The very next day, in front of other kids, Oscar's mother walked him to his school bus stop tied on a leash like a dog. Oh, cool. That's not going to get him made fun of or anything at school. <laughs> That'll teach him a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> That'll learn him. I mean, they are carnies, so like they're they're operating in an animal. Yeah, freak world. show style. Yeah, yeah. They're, they want to put you in a cage. They want to <laughs> wrangle you, etc. You want to be a monkey? Yeah, I'm going to throw shit at you. It's a normal mother-son relationship happening here. Very healthy. Good start. Strong start. <laughs> At 15, he was arrested for theft. Uh, in 1980, Oscar moved out of his parents' home when he was 19, and he moved down to Tampa, Florida. Woo! Bustling. Metropolitans. Metropolis. Yeah. Tampa, Florida. Strip club capital of the world. Ooh. Tampa, Florida. The Great Sombrero. And other like nefarious shit there too. Like, hey man, there's Bush Gardens, which they don't even claim. Like that area doesn't even claim Tampa anymore. They just they're like, yeah, we're Temple Terrace now, which is yeah, no. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. They don't say like Bush Gardens, Tampa, Florida. Well, I think they say Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, so they don't have to name the actual city that they're in. Yeah, just the body of water. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he moved to Tampa and uh, he got a job as a carny. All right. He uh, he had great, like he had great references. <laughs> he did. That, you know, even the carnies, they, you know, they have, you know, their parents went to Carney University. They have some good <laughs> carny background. Yeah. It's just he's a yeah. a carny nepo baby. Carny <laughs> nepo. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Thank you for finishing. Thank you. <laughs> So while working his carnival gig in Tampa, Oscar met and began dating a woman named Cheryl Hafner. One day in 1982, Oscar picked up Cheryl from her house in his car, and they drove around town for about an hour, never stopping anywhere, just driving around. Hot date. That was a date. They just drove. (laughs) You like long walks on the beach? I like long, secluded (laughs) drives in my car through bad neighborhoods. Cheryl asked Oscar to turn back and take her home at one point. And the, re- the main reason Cheryl needed to get back home was because she had diabetes and she needed to get her insulin. But Oscar refused. He drove her around and around the Bay Area for another couple hours and would not take Cheryl back home for her meds, even though she begged him. I just love you so much. I don't want this date to end early. 
the fuck? At one point, desperate and frightened, Cheryl managed to get out of the car. She ran out and she found a Tampa cop. She told the cop that, you know, what had happened. And then they went and arrested Oscar on false imprisonment charges. But the charges were eventually dropped at Cheryl's request. So she kind of dug him. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something. I mean, I was scared, but like that whole time he was just so super nice to me, except for the false imprisonment shit. It was absolutely terrifying. I thought I was going to die, but give him a pass. <laughs> the following year, 1983, Cheryl married Oscar and they lived in his RV. Nice. Yeah, classy. Fuck yeah. Then, in January of 1986, Oscar and Cheryl began frequenting a church's chicken in the Tampa area. You guys enjoy the church's chicken? Church's <laughs> chicken. Church's chicken is the worst of the chickens. It is really the worst of the chickens. I it really know. is. You, I don't know what you people in Texas like love about that shit, but fucking hell, man. Yeah. Keep that I'll, shit to yourself. Some people like fucking swear by it, and it's like, dude. It's not good. It's not like I'll Venmo each of you to forego whatever possible sponsorship we have from Church's Chicken in the future. Yeah, but fuck it's that, so man. bad. It... <laughs> Seriously, dude, I'll take Bojangles over Church's, and I only like their what is it? The little bread, the fucking biscuits. Yeah, that's it. That's all even, I like from Bojangles. Even Bojangles, there was one. There was a couple in Miami, and I thought they were like dog shit. I I, I wasn't into them. I was more Popeye. I've always been a Popeyes. I've always been, it's always been Popeyes. Guys. I'm a Popeyes guys. Yeah, same. Popeyes, Popeyes life. <laughs> Popeyes. Popeyes life. I need that sticker on the back of my car. Yeah, Popeyes lifer. It's, it's well known. So while hanging out at Church's Chicken, back to murder. <laughs> back to yeah, just took one Church's Chicken. Yeah, sorry that you guys just uh, completely went on a diatribe about you know church's chicken or whatever. But like, yeah, see, I don't even want to go back to murder. Like, we can talk about murder all we want. All I'm going to be thinking about is that Mardi Gras mustard, that blackened ranch, and you remember when they had what was it? Did they have uh, Megan the Stallion sauce? Oh, don't even get me started. Why are we on? Wait, we're talking about Popeyes. What? Pop, uh, don't get me started on Popeyes, man. We could be here. That's a whole separate podcast, dude. Let's do let's do a Popeyes ca- a popcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they were they were frequenting this one church's chicken because they're stupid, fucking idiots. <laughs> Ew! And there they spotted and began checking out and. Uh, basically stalking an attractive night manager, 25-year-old named Natalie Holly. They weren't going there for the chicken. They were going there for Natalie. Yeah, and also just eating chicken and watching her is extra fucking creepy. Yeah, that's real fucking creepy. <laughs> On January 25th at 1.30 in the morning, Natalie Holly was closing up the restaurant for the night. She and a co-worker headed to their cars in the parking lot. And that co-worker would be the last person to see Natalie Holly alive. The next morning, in a wooded area in an orange grove off Dubill Road, east of State Road 41, Natalie's body was spotted by a jogger. Her abandoned car was found five miles from where her body had been discovered. According to investigators, Natalie had been beaten and stabbed ten times. 
the fuck, man? Before Natalie's body had been discovered by authorities, Oscar had confessed to Cheryl that he had abducted and murdered the woman that they had been checking out at Church's Chicken. He showed Cheryl Natalie's car. Cheryl then helped Oscar clean blood from Natalie's car before leaving it abandoned for cops to find. Cheryl just seems like, oh, yeah, whatever. Just don't put me in diabetic shock. <laughs> yeah, I'll drive wherever you want. Yeah. Until I'm about to die. I'll even eat fucking church's chicken. <laughs> uh, ten months later, on November 5th, 17-year-old Stephanie Collins. No, not the youth. Went to work at a drugstore at the local mall. According to her co-worker, Stephanie finished her shift left the store, and was never seen or heard from again. Stephanie's body wouldn't be discovered for another month along a road in Hillsborough County. Fuck. The body had been wrapped haphazardly in sheets and towels. She had been stabbed multiple times, and her skull had been crushed from multiple blows with a blunt instrument. Holy fuck, man. The Chamberlain High School class ring she was still wearing helped identify her body. Oscar had apparently kidnapped Stephanie beaten her, and stabbed her to death. He had carried her body and placed it in his RV. He then picked Cheryl up and confessed to her what he had done. In the RV, Cheryl spotted the murder weapons Oscar had used soaking in the sink. Here, let me clean them for you, honey. Oscar took Stephanie's body, wrapped it in sheets, and dumped her on the side of the road. Now, on the very same day, cops had found Stephanie Collins' body, an abandoned Honda belonging to a 26-year-old woman named Terry Lynn Matthews, was found in a post office parking lot. The letters she had picked up were scattered all over the ground. The car's engine was still running when the cops found it. Terry had been reported missing the night before by her parents, and she didn't come home. According to a co-worker, Terry had finished her shift at the bank that she worked at, and she headed to the post office. Her body was discovered in a wooded area not far from the post office. Terry's body had been wrapped in a damp white sheet. Her throat had been slit, and she had been bludgeoned and stabbed just like Stephanie. God damn. Terry had also been sexually assaulted. Oh, no, he's stepping up. Yeah. So apparently, before killing her, Oscar had tried to kill Terry. Like, he had slit her throat, that's how he killed her. But before he did that, he tried killing her by throwing a sheet over her and dousing water at her from a hose. Like, Does that work? It's like, like, yeah, like waterboarding her, kind of. I've never heard of that, like, as an actual murder. Like, yeah, he's trying to waterboard her to death. Like drowning her. He's trying to drown her, kind of. Yeah, he's trying to drown her with a sheet, <laughs> just a hose. This guy's fucking stupid. <laughs> a running theme in all of our... Uh... These guys are morons. So, Oscar's half-brother, Philip, uh, had walked in on Oscar and Terry when he was dousing her with uh, the hose and was like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. What you doing? I feel like Chris is really on with, like, the cadences of his. <laughs> it's like subtle encounters tonight. Uh, um, huh? <laughs> so, so, Oscar told Philip. That Terry was a woman who had been shot in a drug deal gone wrong. So I'm hosing her down. <laughs> yeah. It's always a drug deal gone wrong. Is uh-huh. like what they, they default to of 
Oh yeah. no no no! It's I'm not killing this person. It's it's a drug deal gone wrong. It's like oh never mind then. I, I'm gonna go back to watching Family Ties over here. <laughs> <laughs> Alex P. Keaton would approve. Uh, yeah, Philip bought the story and he just left. He's like, all right, and he left. Wow, Philip's an idiot too. Well, of course. Well, we got to remember this is a family of carnies. Family carnies. <laughs> yeah. To any carnies listening, I'm sorry. I mean, we don't mean to insult you, but seriously, you brought it on your fucking self. <laughs> They're like, no offense taken. We all live in a Gravitron. <laughs> we all live together. We sleep in a Gravitron. <laughs> Yo, I would. <laughs> With it spinning. I would, though. We turn it on and go. <laughs> night, night, fellas. Get in. Nobody falls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you can toss and turn all you want. <laughs> Stay right there. You think you're snoring? Here, check this out. We'll just kick I it up a little bit. So the sound doesn't travel in here. <laughs> as soon as the bed slides up to the roof, that's when stop. <laughs> Fuck your craftmatic adjustable bed, unless you're a sponsor. Oh, and you can put a guy under me perpendicular because, like, whatever, man, like, it just gravity holds him there. Can we get Gravitron to sponsor us? (laughs) Florida Man Murders brought to you by Gravitron. You remember the Gravitron? We're back. We've got we've we've got Series B funding. I could go on for hours on that joke. Sorry. Go ahead. Don't even like, get me started get, on the Himalaya. Let's, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Sorry. Uh, Oscar confessed to Cheryl that he also had killed Terry Lynn. So Cheryl then left Oscar and served him with divorce papers. <laughs> After the third murder. Oh, now? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. too many? <laughs> oh, no. It was the hosing her down part that, that like, Cause it was like you didn't just kill her, you brought her here. <laughs> you used our hose on yeah. her. You can't judge love, you know. We don't know when yeah. it ends or it's a tricky, tricky thing. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're angsty today. I love it. <laughs> a little spicy. With three dead girls found in the woods, beaten and stabbed in the span of a few months, cops announced that they had a serial killer on their hands. Oh, thank God for Florida cops. But they had very little to go on. No witnesses, no prints, no leads. In March of uh, 1987, Oscar hopped into his RV and left Florida for Toledo, Ohio. A few months following the murder of Terry Lynn, divorced and on his own, Oscar moved to Ohio because he had he got a gig there working as a Barney. Uh, just a hunch here. It's going to get a little rougher after he <laughs> his divorce. A bit. For a little while. A little bit. A little <laughs> yeah. uh, divorced energy happened. Um, yeah. So on his way to Ohio, Oscar uh, made a sharp left and headed to Dallas, Texas. Oh, there you go. There's get, Eat all your fucking churches you want, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Jeez, calm down. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I take it back. No, that's good. Except for the church's part. Uh, <laughs> I'm not taking that shit back. <laughs> yeah, so he went to Texas, to Dallas, to uh, visit his cousin Douglas, Douglas Tedro. Great name, Doug. For those who care about the name. Uh, while in Dallas, the two cousins caught up 
you know, talked about some old times, drank some beer, Doing cousin stuff, hit up the town, and they found themselves in Greenville, Texas. Uh, there, the two men spotted a woman outside a lone convenience store. He walked up to her. He snatched her from behind and dragged her into his RV. And there, in front of Douglas, Oscar sexually assaulted the woman, and then he strangled her. Thank you, Doug, for participating in stopping a rape and murder. Not to mention, you haven't seen your cousin in a while, and he's like, yeah. hey, uh, let's go get a six or whatever. Oh, mind if I murder this chick real quick? No, nah, no, nah, go ahead. It's fine. I'll be right here. I heard you're hanging out with your cousin Oscar. How's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he's murdering, you know. <laughs> yeah, job in Ohio. He's doing all right. You know, living in the gravity, <laughs> sleeping in the <laughs> sleep- ground <laughs> still. <laughs> He's out there eating his churches. (laughs) The body of this particular woman, 30-year-old Deborah Diane Stone, was found early the next morning in a field along Interstate 30 uh, by a passing driver. Following her murder, Oscar said farewell to his cousin and headed to Ohio to start his new job at Carnival. Once back in Ohio with his new Carnival job, Oscar got back out there and started dating again. Oh, good for him. (laughs) He's getting back out there. His girlfriend was his first cousin. Ohio. But it didn't take long for Oscar to get back on his bullshit once he returned to uh, Ohio. A couple of months after settling into his new job at the carnival, Oscar and two other men that worked with him at the carnival kidnapped a 20-year-old waitress after she finished her shift at a diner. So he's just collecting carny friends and like, yo, let's go kidnap some shit. Yeah, like all everybody is around is a horrible piece of shit that just needs to super die. enablers. God everywhere. damn! Yeah. I, I apologize to Ohio earlier, which I normally don't apologize <laughs> to anything in the Midwest, but you know I take that back too. Yeah. Wow, that didn't last a second. <laughs> Good God. Um. Yeah. So they kidnapped a twenty-year-old waitress uh, when she had finished her shift at a diner. And they threw her into his RV, and the three men took turns sexually assaulting her as they drove across Ohio toward Pennsylvania. Ugh. What a fucking hell ride, that yeah. sounds like. Jesus. Now, uh, when Oscar had finished assaulting the woman, he placed the gun to her temple. He pulled the trigger, but the gun jammed. He tried again, but again, the gun jammed. The gun just wouldn't fire. Frustrated... Oscar pulled the RV over and threw the woman out of the truck onto a Pennsylvania highway and drove off. Holy shit. The woman got up, walked around until she found a cop, and she told the police what had happened to her. And she gave them the description of Oscar Bolin, his RV, and the three other men who had assaulted her. And a manhunt immediately ensued. Oh my god. What a fucking miracle. Seriously. So meanwhile, a few months later, Cheryl finalized her divorce from Oscar and met and married another man. Oh, wow. Hey, wait a second, Chris. Meanwhile, and a couple months later, don't go together. <laughs> I don't know how else to segue the story. Sorry, sorry. Don't punch me. Artistic don't. license, please. Allow, allow the genius to... Sorry, it's spicy tonight. I'm spicy. It well. I like oh, it. spicy. I, I like his cadence. He's very good at this. Yeah. In 1993, years after getting remarried and three years after the murder of Terry Lynn, 
three years into her new marriage, Cheryl finally told her new husband all about her ex-husband, Oscar. Wow. Isn't that something you would want to keep to your grave? Or maybe say up front <laughs> on the first date. Yeah, you either, you either do it right off the bat or you're like... Or never. Yeah. Never, yeah. Like There's there, no in between. There's some things that you just you don't need to disclose. <laughs> what kind of guilt or whatever was she feeling? They, they probably went to a church's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go here with my ex-husband. Oh, we got to tell her about the murders. <laughs> you know, while we're having these stale mashed potatoes, I might oh, as well right. tell you something. This greasy, wet chicken. <laughs> Fuck churches. Fuck you, churches. So, yeah, she told him of the three women that her husband had murdered, how he not only confessed the murders to her, but how she helped him clean up the mess left at the uh, murder scene. Cheryl's husband immediately called Tampa Crime Stoppers. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sounds good. Okay, give me a second. I'll be, I'll be right back. Just going to take a quick piss, and I'll be right back. Promise. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Through uh, through the call with the authorities, Cheryl's husband uh, found out that Oscar Ray Bolin was already in prison. Turns out Oscar had been tracked down, found, and arrested after the waitress in Ohio reported her assault and gave cops an excellent description and info about the RV. Oscar Bolin had been serving a 22 to 75 year prison sentence for kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder of the waitress. So now, Florida authorities had what they needed to try and convict Oscar for the three Tampa murders. Namely, they had his ex-wife Cheryl, and his half-brother Philip, and his cousin Douglas, who were all instrumental in letting Oscar get away with his evil nonsense. Yeah, you know, the rest of the three that didn't pick up the phone as soon as they heard about it, like freaking husband number two over Douglas is probably like just still shell-shocked. He's like, uh, just hung out with him. I haven't seen the guy in forever. I just uh, hung out with him one night. Yeah, was... yeah and, and Philip was like, oh, that. you know, he said he was trying to stop a bad drug deal. <laughs> He's hosing down a girl. So Oscar was charged with the death of his first victim, uh, Natalie Holly. Now, while awaiting trial for the murder of Natalie Holly, Oscar came up with an elaborate plan to escape his Hillsborough County Jail. Oscar asked his girlfriend, first cousin, to help him execute his plan. And his plan was for his girlfriend to kidnap the relatives of the local sheriff, as well as several high-ranking sheriff's officials, and then hold them all hostage until they set Oscar free. Is this fucking guy a descendant of the Ashley gang? <laughs> yeah. Because he sounds but just as he's stupid. He's also like he can't do any crimes himself. Like he needs to, like, you know, manipulate women in order to like help him do these things, and then yeah. to cause well, see crime shit upon women on top of that. All the crimes and murders and everything to him that's like team building exercises. He doesn't want to do anything by himself. It's like this is how I make friends. Well, yeah, he wanted her to do everything: kidnap the the sheriff, the sheriff's family. Oh, that's right. Kidnap the sheriff. To, yeah, to break sure. him, to break him out. You do all and this, and then hold shit. them all hostage until they let him free. It's like a murderous Elton John. Like <laughs> I need, I need, I need to have this in my writer. Like you handle it. I need handlers to help me with my murder stuff. 
nothing but green Skittles. (laughs) (laughs) And then murder the green Skittles. (laughs) And by God, if they're sour apple, I will fucking kill you. Sorry. This plan to escape was foiled when authorities heard a recording of Oscar and his lady discussing the plot during one of her jail visits. (laughs) <laughs> you don't say. Uh, yeah, like most jails, Hillsborough County recorded all visits and had the whole thing on tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Uh, no no Fulbright scholars on, uh, on, on this <laughs> podcast, folks. Never. Recordings also revealed Oscar feeding his girlfriend all kinds of stories, telling her how he wasn't a serial killer at all, but rather a kingpin who had run a lucrative drug ring. Okay. Uh, said Oscar on one of the recordings, quote, they really think that what they got is just a serial killer, which is fine with me. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, that's the worst thing. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> they really think what they, they got is just a serial killer, which is fine with me. <laughs> which is fine with me. <laughs> it's fine with me. It's like, okay, I, we don't need to spend any more money. Like, this is, the case, case is done. Like, let's throw your Does ass in jail. Does he think that right? he's not the person that he is? Does he think that he's talking about someone else? <laughs> they got the serial killer. I'm good with that. Yeah, at least they caught him. Thank God. They got was terror. <laughs> We're all safe now. Uh, <laughs> because of Oscar's foiled escape plan, Authority slapped another 15 years uh, to his prison sentence. <laughs> um, not long after this, Oscar tried to escape again, this time by attempting suicide. He was rushed to the hospital after he swallowed 10 sleeping pills. Oscar left a suicide note for a sheriff's captain. He wrote that if investigators wanted more information, they could get it from his ex-wife. She probably does have all the information because he, out, he outsourced everything. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself, but if you ever want to see me alive again, you're going to have to talk to my ex-wife. Yeah. In the summer of 1991, Oscar's murder trial began. In July 1991, Oscar Ray Bowen was convicted of Natalie Holly's murder. Three months after that, he was found guilty of murdering Stephanie Collins and in 1992 was found guilty of murdering Terry Lynn Matthews. Oscar received the death penalty for the killing of Natalie. He was sentenced to death again for the murder of Stephanie and received a third uh, death sentence for the murder of Terry Lynn. Through all this, Oscar claimed Cheryl's testimony wasn't admissible in court because their conversations was his, quote, spousal privilege and it had been violated yeah but you're out of prison <laughs> like uh, you're, you're in jail like, like yeah. uh, it's not your attorney it's your wife yeah. <laughs> over the next two decades all three convictions were overturned at least twice each due to legal errors rosalie martinez was the paralegal and investigator on oscar bowen's defense team she was married to a prominent and wealthy tampa bay uh, attorney and was well-known within high-society circles and wealthy Tampa and Miami socialites. But in 1996, Rosalie divorced her husband and gave up custody of their four daughters to him. She left him and the girls for Oscar Bowling. 
Okay, look, listen, Oscar. Now I'm starting to wonder what's the secret sauce this guy's got going on, dude. <laughs> there's yeah. <laughs> Is he a cocksmith? Like what, dude? He's what level he's of Peter North kind of kind of ancient Chinese herbs yeah, and like yeah, tiger peanuts. Yeah. Does this guy? Eat? He's, he's so, like Kama Sutra. Like 4.0 stuff going on with this guy. Rosalie claimed that she and Oscar had fallen in love over the years while working on his defense team and meeting with him in prison to work on the case. She told the LA Times, quote, I felt his isolation, his confinement, his loneliness. It affected me because I felt the same way, and it left me breathless. Dude, you know what? Come on. Can we please stop like equating this shit that like some of these like murderous fucking <laughs> terrible human beings do to people? Like some of some of the feelings that they have to like, oh, I was lost and I was alone and you know, there's nobody for me but my dog or cat. Mm-hmm. And I or knew that he felt the same way. Or my four yeah. daughters and my entire fucking fan like Yeah. 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 Yeah, we got ourselves another uh, Sandra London on our hands here. Uh. Um, said Oscar at the time, quote, the time that we spent together, something inside us grew. Yeah, fucking tumors. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> cut that, cut uh, that. <laughs> Oscar, had, Oscar had told Rosalie that he was innocent of the murders, and she believed it even though seven different juries had found him guilty for all four murders. Shortly after divorcing her husband, Oscar proposed to Rosalie. In 1996, the two were married on live television. Why? <laughs> Wait, what's what's live television, though? Is it like, like local access? Yeah, I was going to say, are we talking like cable access or are we like local 10? <laughs> it was like Princess Diana's wedding. 2020. It was what? It was on 2020. What? Oh my god. It was fucking Barbara Walters like officiating? John Stossel. (laughs) On the ABC News program 2020, Rosalie, with a priest standing beside her in her Gainesville apartment, had Oscar call her collect from prison. Bro, the nineties were fucking crazy. <laughs> this kind of shit, like this is the stuff that that was television back then, man. There was no other outlets. <laughs> this is nuts. A five by seven photograph of Oscar sat in the kitchen counter next to Rosalie. Oscar's voice came through a th- came through on a speakerphone. Collect call from the Pasco County Jail. That's that. That's like what FaceTime was back then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and nice. I should get collect calls <laughs> from Pasco <laughs> County Jail. Twelve million oh, people great. viewed the nuptial. <laughs> wow, twelve million people. Yeah. <laughs> that's more. That's more people than like most World Series games. <laughs> it's like Olympic <laughs> game seven, even. Yeah, summer Olympic games. Three days later, Oscar was sentenced to death for Terry Lynn, the murder. A devastated and weeping Rosalie watched the sentencing inside the courtroom. Rosalie told 2020, quote, 
The biggest misconception of Oscar is that he's a monster. He's not. He's a good person. He puts me on an emotional pedestal. He listens. He's there. Completely and 100%. In 2022... The World Series on Fox <laughs> averaged 12,023,000 viewers. Dude, you were spot on. That's amazing. Unfucking real. It's <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest shit I ever heard in my uh, life. Stupid fucking country we live in. It's, it's just, it's just uh, like you think the white, the weird white cult conservative grift is new because yeah. we live in it right now we're in the fog of it constantly like we can't get out it's of it it's been here but then forever. it's been here forever yeah it's been here for like that fucking psycho bitch lady knew she was gonna be on 2020 and maybe they'll make mugs out of me and yeah. fucking t-shirts and they'll give me a graceland of some weird fucking cryptic shit <laughs> and like it's just always been there they had their funeral home Weird psychosis bullshit yeah. has always been there. Yeah. I can't believe that. 2020, 12 million people. Yeah. We gotta watch tonight, honey, where there's no there's no DVR. <laughs> so we gotta be in rapt attention. Get your TV dinner ready. <laughs> Fucking shitheads. Well on fucking they had a priest that the guy calling in like she was in a white dress because the whole fucking production. I wonder, is there, there's probably YouTube video. Yeah, there's some YouTube video. It was a YouTube video of a report about it. So it wasn't the whole, like, thing. Ceremony. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> look what happened back oh, then. Oh, good. Um, well, 2020 has the rights, you know, and they're just going to sell that on the commemorative DVDs <laughs> yeah. at the uh, 40th anniversary. Yeah, you can, buy, you can buy a ceramic dish of the moment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Put it up next there, next to your plate of the queen. Yeah. <laughs> next to your John Bonet Ramsey fucking <laughs> next cup, the George W. Bush plate set. <laughs> next to the nine eleven plate set. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, and not next. Below. Ne- Come on, next <laughs> top. Right, right below, right below Rudy Giuliani's nine eleven <laughs> commemorative coins. America's mayor. Uh, before his execution. Uh, Oscar claimed to Fox 13 Tampa Bay that evidence used to convict him was both tampered with and planted. In his final TV interview, Oscar told the reporter, quote, my conscience is clear. I'm at peace with myself. It's my release. My punishment's over. After 28 years of this, being in this box for 28 years, it's a release. Punishment's over and they can't hurt me no more. You can't hurt other people. No. <laughs> <laughs> I made it all about him. It's, not, it's kind of not about you so much. But We're dead okay. women. No right? one was worried about hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he took on this like, uh, everyone's been against me my whole life, like basketball player. That, like, yeah, exactly. No, you were, you were like. Everybody counted me out from the beginning. You're a five-star prospect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On January 7, 2016. 2016, man. Wow. Not long ago. Oscar Ray Bolin ate his last meal of a ribeye steak, baked potato, salad, garlic bread, lemon meringue pie, and a Coke. Fuck. That's exact. That's, that would be my exact one next to, like, 
have a little bit of Cuban food <laughs> and a couple chicken wings and a Coke. Um, he was uh, executed by lethal injection. He was 53 years old. Rosalie Martinez still lives in Florida. She's continued to work in capital litigation since marrying Oscar. Oh, good. She also established her own private eye business. And she still claims to believe Oscar was innocent of his crimes. She has to. Well, thank God for that. And, uh, yeah, that's the story of the carnival killer, Oscar Ray Bowen. Man, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Straight up. <laughs> oh, a lot of reasons to fucking hate that guy. Holy shit. The sources are sources, all, Christopher, sorry. sources are all uh, basically newspaper clippings. Uh, the Daily Mirror, death row serial killer, swore he didn't murder three women before he was executed by lethal injection by Gail Shortland. Shortland with a long head, uh, headline. Um, <laughs> Associated Press. Shortland, long headline. <laughs> the Associated Press, January 2016, Carnival worker convicted of killing uh, three women executed in Florida. Tampa Bay Times, Florida serial killer Oscar A. Bowen, uh, Date with Death Finally Nears by Dan Sullivan. It's Date with Death. Date with Death <laughs> by Dan. Dan Sullivan. It's a very Dan Sullivan tag, uh, lead or whatever tagline. <laughs> Thanks, Sully. Yeah. Tampa Bay Times, Oscar A. Bowen, executed after a four-hour delay for final appeal by Dan Sullivan and Sarah Denatalie. Dan Sullivan was all over the story. Um, CBS News convicted killer who married defense team member executed in Florida. Dan Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> and reporting by WTVT, Fox 13, Tampa Bay, and reporting by ABC Television News Magazine 2020. <laughs> John 2020. Stossel. <sighs> 2020. <laughs> I'm Hugh Downs. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. I'm 85 years old right now in 1992. <laughs> I'm going to watch this woman marry a photograph. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, man? You, you yeah. must have had like a long journalism career. And here yeah. he's sitting there. He's like, wait, what? We're gonna watch. All of us are gonna watch this crazy lady. Yeah. Marry a photo of a serial killer. <laughs> We're all going to do oh, this. God. I worked with Walter Cronkite and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. The Florida Man Murders is a five-reason sports production. Researched, written, and produced by Chris Joseph. Music by Roger Rimada. All source material can be found by visiting floridamanmurders.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, kids, only assholes murder. So, don't be an asshole.